This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. by a mile the podcast for anything and everything colorado avalanche and the official avs podcast for the hockey podcast network we made it boys start of the season is today it's now game one for those of you listening game one is today yes yes it is are we excited or what because i am friggin jacked Yes, for sure. Of course. Let's go. Hockey season, baby. I shed a tear as soon as that first puck drops every year. <laughs> uh, I'm Tyler with uh, Jared and Brett today. How's it going, everybody? As usual. Hey, hey. Well, let's talk final roster then, shall we? Yeah, so every team's got their final roster going, obviously. Uh, not too many surprises on this list, but there is a few. Um, yeah, so... I mean, I tweeted out, we tweeted it out yesterday, or I guess Tuesday. Uh, Timmins, that's gotta be a hell of a feeling. Yeah, he played his butt off, and he made it. That's what happens when you work hard. Well, you have a good camp, you deserve it, right? Exactly. And we are all, uh, kind of mentioning that we were pretty high on him throughout the preseason. Got lots of, uh, good looks at him, too. And he had lots of good looks out there. Not only that, he's in the opening day lineup too. Yep, exactly. Which is pretty sweet. It's huge. It's not just making, hell... not just making NHL money. He's playing in an NHL game. It's got to be a hell of a feeling. Unfortunately, we'll never get to feel that, but it's got to be one <laughs> hell of a feeling. <laughs> I would can... imagine it's pretty good. <laughs> we can just, you know, soak it in. It's like when you're playing shinny, and then after six minutes of a hard shift, they finally change, and you're like, "Yes, I did it." <laughs> too old um i mean a lot of other expected players that made the team you know um kind of surprised nichushkin's was kind of slaughter for the fourth line mm-hmm. it's not the role i envisioned for him i don't well definitely not what many envisioned he would when he came into the league yeah um is what it is um but yeah it's uh I'm just really excited to see the whole lineup finally together. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Get the starting lineup going and see the big boys play together. Yeah, it'd be nice to have Randon back. I don't know if you exactly. saw that, but Laniskov gave him a pretty nice welcome home <laughs> with his little sign. And he, it was pretty funny. Randon's like, you didn't make that. And he's like, I made it myself. And he's like, you can't write that English that good. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't speak it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that was solid. So we obviously know, and when they ask Bednar, is is uh, is he playing? Yeah, that was his answer. Just simple, Which, yeah. You know, we obviously we kind of talked about it on <laughs> Monday's episode, right? Yeah. Didn't really make sense to, for him to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't going to get any in-game action until he played, so. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that he's going to just slot in on that top line because that's probably what's going to happen. And probably just start lighting up again. Yeah. So got the good old perfection line back together. McKinnon, Laniscog, Rantanen. And then from Doesn't what I... Doesn't that just make your heart all warm and fuzzy? It does, man. Just family's <laughs> back together. Just warm Mom and, and dad aren't fighting anymore. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously that's a good line. We all know that. You guys all know that. Um, and then you go into that second line. I'm not entirely sure if it's going to be that second line, but Kadri, and then it's looking like Donskoy, and then possibly Burakovsky, I guess. Um, one, Could, like I mean, Joe's might maybe get a look mm-hmm, exactly and especially in this first game i would assume you'd see some line shuffling i would think so especially with the fact that they're playing the flames which is also a pretty good club right now looking like they're going to be pretty strong this season as well so you can there's probably going to be some areas that everyone's going to be looking at and trying to change them around how nice of the schedulers to give the avs this first game of the year yeah Right. You think about most of these games starting this Make year. Make you feel nice going to the rink like, and be nice and confident about, oh, yeah, we smacked them around last time we played them. Exactly. Hmm. Damn. Yeah. Let's try it again. Yeah, so then uh, third line would most likely look like Jost. Um, and then I guess it would be like maybe Belmar. Or, or comfort. You know, I, I, I guess we'll find out, but it's it's about time. Enough speculation, enough all this garbage. Yeah. Let's play some hockey. I'm excited to see Grubauer. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see McCarger back on the ice. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, it's looking good on that back uh, back end there. Uh, Connor Timmins. I'm, we all know we're so excited about seeing him play up there. But, uh, you know, Kale McCarr, Sadarov, Johnson, it's looking good. Ryan Graves, from what I've heard, I haven't watched him all that much, but we'll be watching him this year. Uh, he's uh, a little bit more offensive than Z- Zadarov, uh, but another big boy, responsible guy back there, so should be good. Plus, we can't forget about the nice teaser and the Minnesota game on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Open it up with a, I don't know, maybe a, maybe a confidence booster, maybe just a feel-good like matchup for them, for the Avs. And then you walk right into the bri- rival's barn, or I guess it's at home, but let them walk in and... Yeah, spice up the rivalry, get her going. Saw take, a little bit of that. Take that preseason game exactly. and spice it up even more. Yeah, saw some of that so. already, so... Man, to be completely honest, preseason was weird. Like, you like we have the Avalanche Minnesota game from last week, and then was it Saturday when Vegas? Oh no, Sunday with Vegas and uh, San Jose, just right. like going nuts and like, oh yeah, giving her 
Yeah. It's like, you, you guys know this is preseason. There right? was some really good preseason <laughs> hockey. A couple of these games. Well, I'd say there was a handful of games. Over yeah. Which, the whole league, which were very competitive games. Yeah, high tempo and high uh I mean, emotion. I don't really blame. Lots of emotion already yeah. at the start of the season. I don't really blame the league or the teams. And, I mean, it's probably a little tougher to play your rival in a preseason game or, like, one of your rivals. Mm-hmm. Obviously, generally, they're close to you, so it makes sense financially to play them. But it's just another chapter in the rivalry, and it's like, especially in preseason, if it's maybe maybe like half the NHL lineup and half a bunch of guys that are trying to earn their keep and mm-hmm. play a little extra tough and stuff, man, it's it was a fun end of the preseason. It was. I am stoked for this weekend. No, I put a really good start for the season. <clears throat> yeah, like, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. That one break day break yesterday when there was no games, they were just like ah, preseason yeah, ready <laughs> for exactly. hockey. Yeah. And it's always good because once uh, the season starts, it's very rare you find a day without a hockey game on. So, yeah, Christmas. Love it. I was going to say, why don't we just have a middle Christmas day game? Well, there was Christmas <laughs> and then there was, I think there was two games last year. I think there was a, oh, what the hell was it? There was a day, there was another day that wasn't Christmas. There was no games. And it was just like, right. what is I, happening? I remember that too because we were all like, what do we do with ourselves right now? Yeah. <laughs> It's what we wait for every day after work. It's <laughs> what we do. Get home, turn on the TV. Watch hockey, hockey fall asleep. Makes the wife really happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and just a side note, it's nice to hear Cole might be coming back early too. That's true, and, yeah. And Cole, right? Bednar so, seems pretty confident he's coming back. He's skating. So, yeah, instead of December, skating. it might be first week November Skated maybe. for the first. Give him a month. Full ice time. On yep. Tuesday, I believe. Yeah. And once he comes back, just gives them that extra cushion. Yeah. It's good. Yep. Hopefully, some of these young guys are playing good enough that they don't get booted from the lineup. But at the same time, like, if they do get move, moved out of the lineup, it might not because it might not be because they're maybe not playing so well, but maybe it's just have a break. Catch your thoughts. Maybe go practice. Maybe take some extra PK time or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to see what Makar can do for 82 games. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a treat. And uh, since we're uh, just before these games, or I guess for the Avs are starting here for the season, I'd like to make a nice bold prediction to start us off here. And I'm going to say that Kale McCarr is winning that Calder Trophy. Wow. Because I think... Look at this guy. Coming in hot with the favorite for the Calder <laughs> Trophy. Okay, he's, he's favorite second, okay. <laughs> um, but the reason, reasoning why is because I he's going to be probably, most of the season, be playing on that top pair. And to be this young and to have that much responsibility because he's not just an offensive player. He's also a very, very good defensive player already. So I think he's going to have more impact than any other rookie will have on any other team. Yeah, he, he looks comfortable on the ice. He looks like he's been there for a while. Like he doesn't he, – he's still young, he's, right? He's going to learn. He's going to have mistakes, obviously. Mm-hmm. But he looks like he, he's decently on the ice. Like he plays well right now. Plus he where, gets to play with Johnson. Yeah, that's true. That's so – that makes him look better. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes a load off him, you know, because yeah. you know that Johnson's going to take a lot of that defensive responsibility. Yeah, frees him up to just you know let it flow. 
Do you think? Do you think Makar? Do you really think he's going to be top pair? That's what I'm hearing, yeah, and that's what he played in the playoffs, right? So true. I was I was expecting Gerard Johnson as top pair, but we'll see. I mean, whoever Makar gets paired with, right? Actually, and I've also heard maybe it's Sadarov too. Yeah, if you get so, who knows? It's a pretty good actually. pair too. Yeah, play exactly. with a nice big bruiser. Mm-hmm. Sitting there waiting for you to funnel guys right into his side and smash him into the boards. <laughs> yeah, big Z, get him, get him, boy. I'm, I'm a little hesitant on the rookie of the year conversation. I do, I he's my favorite for the rookie of the year for sure. It's just it's the NHL, man. It's the it's the old, the West guy gets screwed philosophy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, I guess we'll see. That's the one thing that I'm not sure about. We'll see how much uh, Jack Hughes lights it up over there in uh, NJ. See what really happens with that. Um. Yeah, I don't. It's Jack Hughes, Capacaco. I mean, it's the NHL. There's always, there's always a good rookie class, whether or not they're freshly drafted with. Which definitely plays into the favor of the new guys, for sure. But I think Makar almost gets, like, he gets the benefit of playoffs last year, I think. He planted the seed of, hey, guys, I'm I'm here. Yeah. Pay attention. Watch me for 82 games. Mm-hmm. Where, well, and so he's, he's almost got an extra 10 games on these guys. Well, and I feel like that's a good point because he's going to have a lot of eyes on him both inside and outside, other teams, other defenders, other forwards, everyone's going to be paying attention to him, right? So trying to get him off his game. You know the top lines are going to be focused on them, especially especially Mm McCarr. On A, whether you can beat him or not, or how to beat him, and C, or B, how to get him off his game. Yeah, exactly. It'll be interesting to see. It's... You you'd think that if he could battle through a five and seven game playoff series, he'd have no problem with just like these one or two games a week, like you know one or two games in a row. Like you're not playing a single team three games in a row ever. Yeah. <laughs> so you should be pretty good or pretty pretty able to handle the matchups game per game or game to game, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a big season for him, and. For the Avs decor, if he, man, I think we've talked about it, right? Like, if he turns into a stud stud, like like a number one defenseman stud, man, look at this decor. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. Do they need another guy? <laughs> no. Yeah, Cole, just take your time, Well, buddy. okay, we'll go, we'll go from there to this, right? I tweeted out, somebody, who was it, that uh, tweeted out that roster as drafted um, tweet. Oh yeah, it's uh, Mr. Rick Bennett. That's man, that was such a brilliant way to break down a roster. No doubt, and I don't think I've ever seen it. Me neither. But man, like, okay. On first first glance, you're like, wow, there's a lot of talent on that roster. Like, look at all those first round picks. Look at all those. Yeah, you should probably explain. Oh yeah. What this okay. Is. So if you, if anybody didn't see our tweet, which mostly probably didn't. Uh, he basically took everybody on that opening night roster, 
well, the expected opening night roster and the the 23 guys that stuck around after camp and put their round and their overall draft selection number beside their name. The top six <laughs> is all drafted or draft picks from the first round. Obviously not necessarily from the Colorado Avalanche because Caudry's in there. Mm-hmm. He's former seventh overall pick with the Leafs. Then you go to the third line, 47th overall in the second round, 35th overall in the second round, 99th in the fourth round. That is almost the lowest draft pick on the 23-man roster at 99. The, right. the highest on oh – yeah, well, I guess – 110. One, 110 in, on the back end is your highest. Yeah. And that that speaks so much because... Oh, no. I lied. I lied. I lied. Um, Matt Calvert was in the fifth round. Oh, yeah. You're right. Damn. But still, it's just the amount of talent that from draft pick sides of things. But it's scary, too, in my opinion. Because it means the Avalanche haven't really done much with the two to sevens. Which, obviously, the chances of you getting someone to pan out that late in a draft is not as high. Obviously, that's just the way the percentages work. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of a draft. But you look around the whole NHL, and there's just story after story after story of the fifth, the sixth, the seventh round guy. Pavel Datsuk, one of the greatest Russians in history. Mm-hmm. Seventh round pick. Six, yeah, sixth or seventh, yeah. Patrick Hornquist of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Last pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. Right, You can still get these guys. And it's those guys that really turn your fortunes. Right, especially when you're making trades for, like, giving away a seventh and you get a fourth back or something. Yeah. With some kind of one-for-one trade or whatever, right? It makes a big difference if you hit on those ones. And... Also, you know, you're giving up three, <clears throat> sorry, you're giving up like three, uh, three rounds there too. So on the other side of that, it's like, maybe if you hit a seventh round pick, then. Yeah. Cool. Right. Like it, it's one of the ones that really gets me. We were talking about it kind of a lot on Monday's episode. Goalies, man. They just, A, they don't get drafted high and B, they take so long to develop and they're so hard to just dis- to really decipher if they're actually any good from junior, mm-hmm. right? We talked about Bebo on Monday. Yeah, he was a Memorial Cup winning goalie, top of his game, looked like an all star, looked like a shoe in for the show. He's now bouncing around teams for bags of pucks, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's huge that you can go deep into a draft and pull somebody up, right? Look at. The back end, we got, or not, not necessarily the back, the, the goalie position in Colorado, right? The one place this team doesn't look very good is net. From a paper standpoint, for sure, and experience wise, yeah, right? lots of factors. Why is that a problem? Drafting. They haven't been able to draft a goalie. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's, it's obviously the hardest position to draft but it's also the most important definitely and if you're not going to draft okay we just talked about them calgary flames they traded for goalie help three seasons in a row 
Yeah, love. Seems like forever. That's just Since wasted money. Born. That's yeah. just every season. <laughs> draft pick after draft pick after draft pick. Since Mika Kiprasov, they really haven't had a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. The Avalanche had a guy in Varlamov. Yeah. And then he started getting injured and had injury problems and injury problems. And then that guy vanished. He is now in New York. They obviously traded for Grubauer around the expansion draft. Fingers crossed he actually turns into what he what we're hoping. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't he he hasn't since he's been in Colorado given me that like we're we have a solid goalie. Yeah, we like, oh, that's we our guy. have confidence in him kind of guy. Well and you got there's a lot of pressure on him to this year to this do year that. The, exactly. Yep. This year to do that and prove himself, right? The Flames were that Flames were that going into the playoffs last year, even all year. Yep. That going into that series, it was the Flames are going to win this series if they get okay goaltending. And what did the Flames get? Actually, they great got goaltending. awesome goaltending <laughs> and, they and lost because the front end did nothing. nothing. Yeah. Right. So it's it's not the be all end all. I mean, Detroit. The Detroit Red Wings were famous for winning Stanley Cups with Chris Osgood. Right. Yeah. Right? Unfairly mediocre goalie. Uh, he he's. <laughs> He was good, but he yeah. wasn't Patrick Waugh. He wasn't, he wasn't the best of that era by oh. any stretch. In my yeah. opinion, I would say the same thing as Crawford. I don't think he's amazing, yeah. but he has his times. Yeah, yeah. And he, how many cups does he have? Three cups, right? right? So two. Uh, yeah. Niemi that's true. Had the first oh, one. right, right. That's, uh, I was about to say that Niemi won a Stanley Cup. Anti Niemi won that's a Stanley it. Cup in Chicago. Yeah, you can do it without good goaltending. Yep. If your team is made like that. And the Avalanche have a chance with this back end to be that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yep. And I think also it's not even just the back end. I feel like there's a lot of responsible forwards and good leadership on this team now. That there shouldn't be too much of an issue with team defense. There, sh- there shouldn't, you know. Fingers crossed. Keyword. But you're right. With the back end back there, it hopefully can, you know reduce those high quality chances for groups and just let him let him find his groove get it going well and another thing is what happens if somebody gets tripped or somebody falls and hits groove hour? what happens if he's out for uh... i'm kind of i think we talked about money i'm surprised there wasn't a waiver pickup by the abs yeah in the end. on like to smith yeah to smith wasn't available when we recorded that's true on sunday but he was i think he put on waivers on monday and he had a he had a little bit of action last he's year. He's a little bit expensive for a backup goalie, but we talked about it. The Avs have the money. He's on in the last year of his deal, I believe. That's kind of like the perfect kind of backup plan. They have faith in Francis. Mm-hmm. He's probably happy about that. Uh, as a GM, like a Sackick, I'm sure he's happy about it. Or else he would have done something. Yeah. But as a fan and podcaster, I'm scared. <laughs> I agree. It's uh, I went through it as a Leafs fan last year. An unsettling feeling. Yeah. They feel lost. Like something's missing. The, the Leafs went into or came into the last weekend of camp last year with Freddie Anderson, Calvin Pickard, uh, Curtis McElhaney, and Garrett Sparks. They left camp with. Anderson and Garrett Sparks because McElhaney and Picker got taken and you go from being very confident in the depth in goal you had 
to absolutely terrified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely terrified. Yeah. And the Avs just went into camp with that kind of depth, and you're just like, Ugh. It's a little sketch, and, you know, at least he did have some, like, AHL experience and, you know, credentials, really, with winning uh, or being on the all-star team yeah. last year for the in the AHL. Um, I think there's going to be, man. yeah, there's going to be a lot of eyes on him uh, from a lot of people, I think, when he's going to be playing his first start and everything. Yeah, when's that probably going to be? Let's check that out. It might not be for a bit because the start of the schedule I can't, here, yeah, I can't imagine. Wide open. he doesn't play today or yeah, he doesn't play today. He doesn't play Saturday. Definitely doesn't play Boston next Thursday. So maybe Arizona on the 12th. Yeah, maybe Arizona. Definitely or, he's playing by the 19th. I was going to say. Or it, you wait, and if Groves is playing well, then you keep him going. Yeah. And then when you're in Florida, 18th, 19th, you split. This is this is always a weird time of year for goalies, too. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, as a backup, your your job is to be ready whenever you're called upon. Your, your game time is practice time. You better play your butt off at practice every single day. But it's got to be hard, like incredibly difficult to play. His last ice time was probably what? Like his game last game time was probably Friday or Saturday. I think I can't remember the last last game he played in. Yeah. Imagine. So that's the 28th, 29th of September. Imagine he's on on the ice till the 19th against Tampa Bay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And if they play Tampa, if they were smart, they would put him in on the 18th against a Florida. Lot. I like. I don't know what Bednar's. I, I don't remember what his kind of tendency is. If he goes uh, game one's the, the normal starting goalie and game two is the backup or not. But normally teams just throw the regular starter in for the first one and then throw the backup to the Wolves on the second one. <laughs> and, man, that would be a rough one for Francis. It'd be a be... tough way to come in when you got that many snipes on that. Oh, team. hey, Steven Stamkos. Oh, hey, Kucherov. Oh, hey, Braden yeah, Point. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> Braden Point that's been playing for almost three weeks already now instead of fresh Braden Point. Right. I, it's, I don't envy them. I mean, they get paid pretty handsomely to sit on the bench, but, man – the it's best put up or shut up time every time, right? It's just, man. Yeah, it's a rough, little bit of a rough go. And the thing is, is they get a lot of blame, too. Right? I was about to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, yeah. In today's NHL, it is more important than ever to have backup goaltending that can actually produce you points. Sometimes these goalies come in and they have a bad game. They get pulled. They put their backup in, and the backup comes in and chokes too. And you, all these fans come in and go, this guy's been sitting on the bench for three weeks. He should come in and blow it away. He's ready to go. There's so much pressure on a backup goalie to be ready at any time, any second, to jump in there and take over the game. Yeah, like in the grand scheme of things, right, generally speaking, a goalie, like your starting goalie gets pulled in a game. You're not coming back, generally speaking. Usually, right? Yes. Generally speaking, it's you know three quick ones or whatever, yep. and your team is just out of it, and yep. it's just a mercy pull. Get the starter out. Yeah. Let the backup. But sometimes, it's one where a guy's hurt, maybe, or whatever, and the goalie comes in off the bench. He's cold, and then gets lit up, and you're just like, oh god. Yeah. 
It's a thankless position, man. It's <laughs> I I don't I I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine obviously, like I couldn't imagine playing NHL goalie, period. But I couldn't imagine going in there cold. Yeah, that blows my mind. I can't even imagine sitting on a bench for like 10 minutes before even getting a shift in a game. Yeah. And going in and being expected to just go now. Well, I sat on the bench for 10 minutes. I'm yeah. cold. It's a It's a weird life they live. Yeah, Absolutely. But hell, I think all of us would pay sorry, would happily get paid to sit on the bench. I don't know, 7 million bucks in my pocket to sit on the bench. 15 games a year. Yeah. You know, and have a bunch like two thousand people yell at me because I didn't do a good job. I'm fine with that. It's probably more than two thousand. Wow, well, yeah, probably. Actually, Twitter's pretty loud. It probably is two thousand. <laughs> well, uh, shall we get into some season predictions from the boys here? Sure. Uh, let's start with final standings. Okay. Do you guys want to go? In the division, or do you want to go in the West? I would just say whatever you want to say. <laughs> what are you thinking? I think the Avs have a legitimate shot at second in the Central. Mm. I like the enthusiasm. If Grubauer doesn't let me down, I think they have a legitimate shot at second. First is probably within reach, depending. It's just a little tough, right? Like, man, there's some really good teams in the Central. I have a feeling Dallas is going to surprise a lot this year. That's uh, I think St. Louis does have momentum coming from last year, and I think they will be pretty good. This is the St. Louis Blues we're talking about. They love the regular season, and they love taking a break. <laughs> That's true. That You're right about Yeah, absolutely true about that. Um. I can see them being fourth. That's what I was kind of thinking, right in the middle. Uh, but Wild not, card not, team? Yeah. Oof. I mean, yeah. Nashville's going to be good. Nashville's going to be good. Winnipeg. It's gonna Unless be... Matt Duchesne is a cancer. <laughs> we <laughs> have yet to see that. Like we yeah. haven't heard that before. <laughs> um, For me personally, I which is hilarious that none of us picked the same position that they're going to end in. I say they end third, and I think Dallas, and then Nashville, and then Colorado, and I think St. Louis is fighting for a playoff spot in that wild card. Honestly, thinking more and more about St. Louis, I don't think they can keep that kind of pace up. The kind of play that they had for that last oh, half of the it's... year and all throughout the playoffs was that's you can't. It's unattainable again. I don't. I don't know if it's quite attainable. That that long streak of that good of play. I don't think they stack up. Yeah, but that like stretch that. that stretch was like Tampa Bay good. It was I really good. I don't good. expect it to be that good. Yeah. Um and I don't know. Bennington's a kind of a question mark because let's see him play a full year. It's gonna be the same way with Grubauer. Is he Matt Murray or is he Carey Price? Exactly. And Matt Carey Price isn't fair. That's he's uh, yeah. stupid. <laughs> and I wouldn't hesitate to put Colorado as if not the best probably second best offensive team in this division for sure so we all know how many goals got scored last season like big increase right yeah yeah it was wild that bodes very well for this lineup and that's where i would put them in nice third spot interesting we all think a little different here yeah that's funny interesting. <laughs> i didn't expect that i 
I just got really optimistic for a second. I don't know. Hey, I like I'm it. I'm not optimistic at all in Grubauer yet. I'm like, ah, second, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but you also said if Grubauer doesn't screw me. <laughs> yeah. um, leading scorer. I like it because I was going to ask this question too. Uh, I'll go first. McKinnon. Uh, I Safe just think bet. he's more there. He's he's there more. Man, you know? he just... What he did in the playoffs, it just... <laughs> there was a time when you watched Connor McDavid and it was like he was in a league of his own. Playoffs happened and Nathan McKinnon was like, no, no, I'm here. Yeah, I, I'm there too. Don't forget about me, boys. I was I was first overall too. There was <laughs> literally like a spotlight on that guy. Right. The whole time in that whole series was the Flames. Like, oh, yeah. He, he, he stood out amazing. Like, I've never seen him play like that. And I went to a couple of the games in Calgary. We lost. Um, but he stood out amazing. Same as Lannis Cobb. Both those guys in that playoff run were unbelievable. They put the pressure on and they yeah. shined. I feel like Landeskog took a big step forward last year as well to actually, like, he was always, uh, you know, kind of a really good scorer, you know? Like, he showed lots of good flashes of being a good scorer, but last year he really put two and two together. Yeah. And and he's he's set, so, but yeah, I would say McKinnon's going to have more points than Rantanen, but... I would agree. Won't hesitate to say that Rantanen's probably going to have more goals. I don't want to be this guy, but I got to be this guy. Yeah, I'm going to agree with McKinnon. It's He's just too he, – man, he's just too good. There could be it's a like, fun little game between McKinnon and Rantanen this year, though. Oh, now, I'm sure there's some uh, good friendly competition yeah, in there. Yeah, right? Now, the, question, the real question I have is are – is Rantanen – Gonna outscore McKinnon in goals. Yeah, I just said it. Yes. Sorry. I think he will. Smart. <laughs> I just I don't know, man. I don't know. McKinnon McKinnon loves being that like fifty fifty range. Like that's true. Half goals, half assists. And it's just like I don't I definitely don't see McKinnon getting fifty goals. Yeah, I don't know if he's necessarily but, a 50-goal scorer. And also the fact is, is he doesn't have to be. I think if he had to true. be, he probably could. But he doesn't have to. And You got lots of scoring I just, power here. I can't yeah. believe that he had 41 goals and 58 assists last year with the line mates he had. Right. Yeah. You'd, think, you'd think it'd be like 41 and 8. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I think it also could have been higher without injuries, etc. True. what happened. True. But... Yeah, like if if Gabe and Miko played eighty two, right? Like McKinnon. Yeah, that's probably fair. They both got injured, plus they shuffled that line quite a bit. So, who knows? This year, I th- I feel like this year they're gonna have a lot more time together, because I feel like it's a lot more viable to have that line together. Obviously, knock on wood, injuries. We don't need none of that crap. So, hopefully. Yeah. This is pretty much the same question. Who do you think is the by the end of the year? Who do you think is the most valuable player on the team? See, I don't know if that's the same question, and I like that you asked that too because I think it's probably Grubauer. If if, if there's a player that can have the most effect on this team, it's Grubauer playing very time. very well because we already know basically what everyone else is going to bring on this team. 
there's not too many question marks when it comes to well there is but Grubauer is the biggest one and I think he'll have he would have the biggest impact if he plays well this year right absolutely um, I'll throw in, I just saw this actually literally come out. Joe Sackick actually says he expects the team to make the playoffs this year and to make a good run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Which, I mean, he friggin' better. <laughs> he put the team together. He better expect it to be a playoff team. He's saying it has to be a really good year. You can't, you can't be the GM of a team and be willing to accept a step back after the season they just had. Oh, yeah. They should have been anything less than like second round. Is they should have been in the third round. Yeah, or could have. They were one goal away from the third round. We'll put it that way. That that's fact. <laughs> um, you can't be okay with a second round exit again. Mm-hmm. You can't. That's you just always more. Always you just more. fought and clawed with Miko Rantanen to get him in the lineup. After trading for Kadri, after signing all the bottom six help, you have to expect the third round. You have to. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you didn't do your job. Right? So, um, MVP. Hmm. I I let you're you're definitely on to something. I think, like you're. I agree. The goalie's always the most valuable player when they're stopping the puck, obviously. I think Kale McCarr could sneakily do it, too. Mm-hmm. Just because, man, again, if he shows he's a number one guy, especially in year one, quote-unquote. Yeah. Like his first regular season. His first season. full season. If he can do that already. <laughs> yeah. A, it gives everybody as a fan and in the team the most ridiculously good feeling for the next 10 years, probably, of him being around. Hopefully. But, man, it could take a lot of the workload off of Grubauer, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that that's going to be a key for Grubauer's success, too, is how good can they reduce those high-quality chances. Brett, do it. Who's your MVP? Um, Do it. Be the normal one. Be the normal one here. <laughs> be McKinnon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't coerce the witness. I did not. I I don't know. I feel like Randon could be the MVP this year. Mm-hmm. I think he could really step it up and show. Like, I think he's competitive enough to show both these, like, Landis Cobb and McKinnon, that he's like, I'm here, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you guys up a little bit this year. It's such a... If you like, we all said McKinnon top score, right? If it's like ninety nine points to ninety five points, and Rantanen's got forty eight goals, it's gonna be a, a, a lot easier sell for yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, and how many of those forty eight goals would be GWGs as well? That's, yeah. That too. Yeah. I'm sure he had quite a few of those last year. I haven't looked at those stats, but. I wouldn't doubt if it's in double digits. Yeah, I, I'm still sticking to no, Randon. He's my four. MVP. Oh, well, look at me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Rico? Or Rico. Rico Mantinen. <laughs> uh, Miko had a 16.1 shooting percentage last year. Decent. That's a little scary. 
because that could end up being uh, decent. That could end. That could end up falling, and <laughs> being a bit of a problem. But I mean, he may shoot way more, and then he just doesn't right. need to shoot that much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty high shooting percentage for an Anchiller. Yeah, Normally, no it's doubt. like ten. Yeah, ten or under. What's the average? Like eleven, actually. Uh, I think it's under ten. Just. I'll pure, think. That up purely because average average NHL goaltending is nine eleven or so. Okay, yeah, yeah. Shooting has to be around. Right, so it has the to be around, yeah. Um, okay. Finally, Jared already kind of got there. Bold prediction of the year: Jared mm. McCarr as the Calder, which I guess I kind of agree because if he's my MVP, then he better be the league MVP <laughs> for rookies. For yeah. rookies, um. Um, I don't think like anyone on the team is actually going to win award, <laughs> but I think it'll be some other teams this year. Um, what if what if somebody won the rocket? <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. On the abs, yeah. Who? Be great. Rannon. <laughs> if, if we think he's going to outscore McKinnon, he's got to be close. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Bold prediction is it's tough. I think mine was the. Second in the di- uh, second in the division. That is kind of a bold prediction. I'd like to. We kind of said stay away from playoffs, so like third round would is definitely what I want to say. But oh, I don't know, man. It's tough. I I'll go with this. Makar. <sighs> Makar plays first line minutes most of the year. Actually, I can't. I can't. Yeah, like, I don't. I can't get away from Makar. It's just, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Makar winning the rookie of the year is what I wanted the whole time. <laughs> we can know. share. We can share. Okay. Boring. You guys can agree for once. It's okay. But you got one. Oh, we forgot. I'll I'll give you a second. Uh, Jared tweeted out today. Uh, was that Elliot that predicted that? No, I can't remember who it was. Someone on TSN. Oh yeah, Sarah Volley, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, predicts the yeah NHL twenty uh, simulation to be wrong, and predicts your very own Colorado Avalanche to win the cup this year. Which, hot damn, I'm in. I'm in too. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh, no, here we go. I got my bold prediction, boys. I got it. I got okay. it. We actually get to watch hockey on altitude on <laughs> TV. <laughs> here we go. Oh, that's a good one. We get bold. to watch one game this year at least. <laughs> yeah, on just the, one. Just the one. last game of the year. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Hopefully that gets sorted out soon. I'm so sick of this right now. Yeah. <laughs> you got one? If you don't got one, that's okay. I, I just I don't have one for this team. It's so hard. For this team, you have other teams? Wow. I thought we were the one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you guys are the one. Like you're you're the one. You're the only one. Well, I think that about wraps her up. This has been a fun preseason. I yeah. cannot wait to cover real hockey games. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. 
start talking about all these games. Yeah, so once this is released, it will be Thursday. So 7 o'clock p.m. Mountain. Got the Flames here in Denver. So hopefully uh, hopefully the Avs can uh, kick it off right. Hopefully. We'll be, uh, giving you a Sunday, live... we're recording a 2-0 podcast. I don't care what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> All right, everyone. See you on Monday. Don't forget to visit us on Twitter at Offside by a Mile to join our conversation and have your voice heard. Also, check out the rest of the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast there or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The biggest thing you can do to support us is by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star rating. Also, if you're looking to donate to the network, visit the Hockey Podcast Network's Patreon page. All donations go straight to the podcast host. Thanks, and see you next episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.